Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Paula Shade Anuzie. Today on the show, I had the opportunity to talk to Otumba Dayo Adene, a man that I grew up watching on TV and listening to on radio. Dayo Adene is a broadcaster, investor, music executive, politician, motivational speaker, entertainment and hospitality consultant. Alongside Kenny Ogungwe, Dayo Adeneye was instrumental in transforming the face of radio and TV in Nigeria. He also contributed immense value to the Nigerian music and entertainment industry at large. Seminal programs such as AIT Jams, which eventually became Primetime Jams, and the discovery of legendary Nigerian artists such as the late Goldie, Two-Face Idibia, Idris Abdul Karim, Tony Tetwila, Paul Play Dairo, Ulumentain, to name a few, all happened under platforms created by Kenny Ogungwe and Dayo Adenaye. My conversation with him covered his journey into politics, the Grammys, artists and label disputes, intentionality, and lots more. Otumba Dayo Adenaye, welcome to the SNC podcast. Thank you for having me. So a few weeks ago, you were in Los Angeles to attend the Grammys. That would have been your, what number of times? Um, I believe that would be our 20th year. Wow. The Grammys. Why is it important to you that you need to attend the Grammys? Well, for one, um, we used to live in Los Angeles. Um, but then, when we lived there, I never really thought about it. It was just one of, you know, one of those programs you, know, you watch on TV. Um, but having moved back to Nigeria, having read mass communication, and having seen the impact that the Grammys has on artists, on producers, or people in the industry, um, the corresponding effect, if you happen to win a Grammy, the multiplier effect, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, from an unknown artist, if you win a Grammy, whether you're a producer or a singer or songwriter, I mean, the sky becomes your limit yeah. and you can go places. So the Grammys are, uh, it's like the World Cup of football. It's yeah. the biggest musical event on planet Earth. So if you're a player in music, anywhere in the world, you do aspire to be at the Grammys, to win a Grammy, to partake in the Grammys. But what do you think about the... Not, it's, not, it's not a recent trend, but what about conversations that are happening now that people think that why should people be aspiring to go to the Grammys, even though they believe that the Grammys isn't going to make any impact in your career and that you can be successful regardless of having a Grammy? Well, um, we've always preached that um, well, if, you, if you're nominated for a Grammy, all well and good. It's great for your career. It's great for your, I mean, to boost your self-confidence and maybe image. You can put all that on your CV. But if you don't win it, it's not, it shouldn't be the be-it-all and the end-all of it. I mean, King Sonia has been nominated several times. Um, you won't hear him, True. you know, uh, quote-unquote, complaining or whining about it. It moves on about his life. Mm-hmm. Um, Femi Kuti. But then again, you've had numerous other Nigerians that have won Grammys. We have over 10 Nigerians mm-hmm. that you've probably never heard of that have, won Nigerian, uh, that have won the Grammys in various categories, mm-hmm. songwriters, producers, whatever, behind the scenes. So um, we always tell our artists, look, it's good to aspire for it because it, it is the most recognized musical event in the world, but it should not be the benchmark of your career. Um, look, there are over 200 million people in Nigeria. Have you sold to 10% of those people? Not to talk of the continent of Africa. Have you reached out to all those people? Have you won all those of your fans in Africa? And then talk about the black world in diaspora. Have you? So 
the Grammys is yes, you should aspire for it, but look at Bob Marley. Reggae is played all over the world. Yeah. But they don't complain about whether they win the Grammys or yeah. not. Why do you think that a lot of Nigerian artists sidestep that process that you just mentioned, as opposed to starting with Nigeria, Africa, you know, other countries before you start saying, oh, I want to win a Grammy? I have mixed feelings about that. Uh, like I said, I won't put the Grammys down. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest musical event to you, I mean. But I see it from a different perspective. I see it as a content provider. It's great content for my platform. Mm -hmm. um, it's great exposure for our artists. Um, we went along with some of our artists, Two-Face, um, J1, Late Goldie, just to expose them to see what obtains out there, the level of performance, the level of excellence that you need to attain to be a, you know, a global player. Mm -hmm. um, not just for them to aspire to grand, but to aspire to that level of perfection and that level of excellence. Yeah. Um, but I don't push my artists to say, oh, you must win a Grammy, no. Mm -hmm. um, because the Grammys are not made for Africans. They are not made for African musicians. Mm -hmm. They are made for <laughs> Americans who, whose songs are played on American radio mm -hmm. and whose videos are played on American TV. So the more we understand that, and we put that not just in the back of our heads, we let everybody know that that's what the Grammys is about. Are you with me? Yeah. So, so I think it's just a bit of misconstrued or a, some misunderstanding that artists also always think or the general populace thinks in the, if you don't win the Grammy, you're a nobody. No, that's not it. When you look at foreign investment companies and foreign individuals, you have the likes of the Saudi Arabian government, you have SoftBank, you have Peter Thiel, you have Chris Saka. I look at it when it applies to technology and how having foreign investment helps technology companies achieve skill. I always look at it from that perspective. And that just got me thinking about the Nigerian music industry. And I posed this question to Chief Fazer Miracle when I interviewed him, but I don't think I phrased it quite properly. Now my question was, or the question I wanted to ask him and I'm asking you is, do you think local investment is not enough? for Nigerian, the Nigerian music industry to achieve scale and growth the way that we would like it to, to be, thus requiring foreign investment to actually play its role? It's a two-edged sword, okay. if you ask me. Um, when you talk about investment in technology, those that, the foreign investors that do so, mm -hmm. they do so to what? To expand their reach. Sure. They're not doing it just to help Charity, your country. Of course. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg that came here didn't do it just because he wanted to see our link bridge. Mm -hmm. He wanted to expand his reach. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about the music industry, why would a foreign investor want to come and invest in Nigerian music? Is it because he wants to sell records in Nigeria? Mm -hmm. There must be a reason. But I sincerely think there's enough. There's enough to invest. And you can see it every day. Mm -hmm. But has there been a reciprocal return for the local investors? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I say no. I, for one, can tell you that as an investor, somebody who invested heavily, my money, blood, sweat, and tears, I didn't get the risk. But then again, I didn't do it to get the monetary returns. I did it because I felt, wait a minute, this is what obtains where I'm coming from, which was America at the mm -hmm. time. And I thought, wait a minute, if we implement just 50% of what we learned there in Nigeria, we can raise. And I dare say we did. When we came back to Nigeria, you could hardly hear one or two Nigerian songs on radio. Mm -hmm. But if you turn to any radio station now, you can go to any party. If, if it's a 24-hour party, they will play Nigerian songs for 23 hours. You won't hear any Tupac Shakur on the Tourist B.I.G. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm very proud to say I was part of the kickstart of that process. So I think there's enough here locally that, are, that people are ready to invest. But the ones that have done it, <laughs> like Kenny's Music, like Empire Maids, you see how, what the artists do, uh, and it discourages you. When you take, um, well, I mean, a young talent, uh, you take him to the studio, you invest money in production, you do a video, you change his, his, his clothing, his wardrobe, and you change his car, change his life. And after a few months, he blows and he starts to think, well, I don't need the record company. You know, I'm a star now. It's my money. And then after two years, he says, I'm leaving the record company. They are cheating me. You've forgotten that you were nobody before you could. And we see it being repeated time and time again from not just Kenny's to Empire Music, everybody. So it's something that needs to be addressed. And that's why you're not, you don't see more people investing in that. When it comes to record labels signing artists, why don't they have the artist make it a, a requirement that the artist must have his or her lawyer there so that that in, in some way invalidates the claim that I signed this contract under duress or I did not know what I was signing? Why do some labels do it hush hush and they say, oh, sign our lawyer is here? I'm not aware of other labels mm -hmm. practicing. No, no, yeah, I'm just. But I can tell you, when prime yes. time came to manage artists, <laughs> everything was public. Um, you bring your lawyer, you read the documents. The documents are given to you. Nobody says uh, you must sign. Nobody holds a gun to your head. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, we had a queue, a long queue. We were not even willing to sign that itself. Most came begging and pleading and prostrating and. And I'm being honest, I'm not, not trying to show up. Most came begging that, please, I will do anything. They won't take 60% of my, no, 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 we don't need that. The normal standard 20, 30% is okay. But at the end of the day, most of them don't fulfill their ends of the bargain. As you know how the world has turned, people don't buy CDs anymore. So the income now comes from shows, yeah. from performances. And that's why even abroad you will have the record companies will sign it, what they call a 360 contract. Yeah. So every money you make, whether it's endorsement, we share it because I am the one I have to invest in you. So why am I, how am I going to, in case the record doesn't sell, that's why you will see some artists on their second, third album, they're still living in the ghetto mm -hmm. because the money the record label has invested must be recouped. Whether your song is blowing or not, if I've spent $2 million <laughs> to get you to that level, I must make that $2 million first before you start to... All the limousine rides you, I mean, you know, as a lawyer, you know. So, but is, is this our client? They say, ah, but only a blow gone now. Ah, how come? I have friends that in America that they are on their third album. Look, I go and ask boys to men. By the time they did their third album, they were still living in the project. Um, new edition. Mm -hmm. The story is yeah. so, if the record label invests, they must recoup their money before you see a dime. All the flights, the, the concerts, everything. But in our client, it's not understood that way. But why do we seem to understand that outside the country? But Nigeria, it seems like we just, we just, we just like jaga jaga in this country. Because we don't tell the story properly. Mm. We don't tell the story correctly. And that's why we need good journalists mm. that will go out and tell both sides of the story. But when you look now, before these people signed you, you were living in this one room in, in Bariga now. But after they moved you to so so so, you were leave. It wasn't. It's like something that goes for a job interview. And after three months, they moved you to a new apartment. They gave you, the, and then after six months, you say you want to resign. You have to return all those company properties. You can't keep the company car. You can't continue to live in. It. 
the company will not continue to pay for the house. Yeah, they are no longer, I mean. Now, just to go back to the in foreign investment companies and individuals, part of the reason why I asked that question is, do you think that if we had more stories out there by investigating journalists, knowing that they are local investors actually putting money into the Nigerian music industry, that would help not necessarily diminish, but call the narrative that it's fraud money and drug money that is fueling, you know, the success uh, in um, the Nigerian music. Do you think I, that would help? Because, you know, you always hear stories that uh, Nigeria, the Nigerian music industry is only being sustained by 419. I disagree totally. Okay. I, from my interactions, though, when I was heavily into, and I'm still into the... I. Look, you see, people don't understand the amount of money that can be made in entertainment. Mm. And I, I say this because we had friends that, were, that would come and ask us, ah, you know, any boys, shall I for me now? How? Because they just couldn't understand that, ah, you know, ah, you just are riding a home, you are riding a ring. They don't believe the amount of money that can be made in entertainment. Look, there are 200 million people in Nigeria. All I want to do is sell to 10% of them. You know how much a CD is? 200 naira, 300 naira. If I sell to 10 million people times 300, do you know how much an average Nigerian artist charges for a show now? 10 million naira. So if I do two shows a month, 20 million naira. People don't know. So when you buy those 10,000 naira tickets to go and watch any artist of 50,000 naira, you buy a table. So there is money to be made in entertainment. There are people investing in it. You saw how many shows there were in 30 December. Sure. If there was no money, I mean, corporations will not put, I mean, they will not impair. I mean, you, I don't want to name mm -hmm. names, but you know. Mm -hmm. So there's something in it for them. There's something in it for the artists. But you must hone your craft. You must perfect it. You must continue to be diligent, and you must continue to upgrade yeah. and do the right thing. So the investment is there. There's money in this country. No, no, and I, the population I, is there. The, yeah. I mean, we're willing to, if I hear good music, I will buy. Yeah. So if an artist came to you now, sticking with that, an artist came to you now and said, I want you to invest in me or sign me to a deal. What exactly would you be looking for? Would you be willing to? Well, I will tell you that now I'm the wiser. As of then, I was doing it because of the passion, wanting to uplift you. I still want to, but my responsibilities outweigh. I have kids I have to put through college. I have a wife that I have to maintain and take care of. Mm -hmm. I want to live a good life. I'm getting older. I don't have that energy that I had 20, 15 years ago to run after and beyond an art, behind an artist. Um, I, feel, I feel I have done enough to hand over to the next generation and let them. But I still maintain that there's so much to this industry that we've not even tapped into yet. We're going to go on to the fun random questions. Are you ready? Okay, the first question is, the one artist that you'd like to meet at the Grammys, but you haven't had a chance to? To be honest with you, and I said it with a, with a lot of... I met just about everybody I wanted to meet, from Muhammad Ali to late Nelson Mandela to Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Akon, Missy Elliott. I, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. Life has been good to me. Yeah. I've met presidents. I've met governors. I've interviewed... Um, the new, this new generation, I don't know, they rub me a different way. I, How so? I, the craft is not as polished as... I mean, I can't compare myself, my meeting a prince or Michael Jackson with me, meeting Quavos. I mean, what's that name? 
Eagles. I mean, I'm not putting them down. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. all a Travis Scott or I know they are at the top of their game, whatever, or a Drake. Maybe a Drake, I would like to meet Drake, but it wouldn't be the same for me. I, mm. I owe people like you know having kids in high regards than I do this new generation. I'm sorry, that's the way I feel. Oh, no, yeah, I think there's a, so I mean, if I get to meet them, fine, but yeah. I wouldn't go all out like I would yeah. meet an Anita Baker or Shade, you know. I think there's, I think there's definitely a generational divide there, so. But <laughs> 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 well, that's okay. The second question is, what was the first thing that you bought when you earned one million Naira? To be honest with you, my first one million Naira check, I gave most of it away. To who? I give some to my neighbors. Look, I lived in Ebutemeta at that time. I was living in a one bedroom. And these were people that, in the morning, I would carry my plate to go and buy bread and they were going. And they would say, ah, Uncle T, I'd be working in the I said, no, no, let's go together. Or in the afternoon, when Kenya wants to eat Amala, they say, ah, Saliba Miramala, they would go. In my now making it, as a, as a matter of fact, at that time, I don't think that money really. I didn't realize that, wow, I have one million naira, mm. to be sincere. It's not when I think of it, because there was one person, I actually gave 100,000 out of that first one million. I gave somebody that the parent actually came back and said, ah, why did you give? She was there. I said, no, I just, yeah. that's what my spirit. Like you too. And the father thanked me and said, okay, thank you. So I, I gave him mo most of it. Most of not all. Oh, and the second million. Ah, I'm all of you around now, man. Okay. All right, third question is, what are three character traits that you believe are important for an artist to have? Number one is passion. Really, you must believe, you must go after what you want, you must know that you're the best songwriter, you're the best performer, you must be convinced, you don't need a record label to tell you that. It must be in you, you must go at it with everything. Um, very important, humility. Um, the good book says those who exalt themselves be humble, those who humble themselves. No matter how big a star you become eventually, sit somewhere, let them say, ah, no, 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 that's not your seat, please come and sit on this side table. Don't go and sit at the table, they will not say, yeah, I'll burn you, Michael Jackson, this is where you're supposed to sit. Remain humble, no matter how rich you get, no matter how popular you get. Lastly, give, be giving, give back. There's a reason God placed you on that pedestal. God gave you that talent, God gave you that drive. God sent people to come and help you open doors. God opened doors for you. God gave you that hit song, gave you that record label, gave you that amount of income. Give, and I'm not saying those uh, ones that go on social media and say, find <laughs> first 10 people, I'll give 10, 10, you know. Find a way to give that you impact lives, that they, somebody, somebody somewhere will tell your story 10 years from now. Ah, give quietly, that will appease your own spirit that you will know that ah, you will sleep well at night. Yeah. So it's not just, yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't live well, though, but there's a type of giving that your soul will be at ease that even when you no longer have that kind of income, people will still ask, ah, when my end there one being after told you wow when you come. You understand? Yeah. Final question. Your favorite song and favorite artist of twenty nineteen. Can I say two? Yes you can. One. Um, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X. <laughs> okay. It speaks to me. I'm going to take my horse, just ride down. 
Then you can't know more. Cartel, I can't know more. It speaks to life. I mean, you know, I'm going to go out there, mm -hmm. do everything I need to do, and do it to the best of my ability and see what happens. And for 2019, my best song, Timaya, I can't mm. kill myself. <laughs> Allow me to flex. <laughs> my motto, no matter how bad the day I'm having, hey, I will eat the best food, I will dress well. My father used to say, on your worst day, wear your best clothes, yeah, go out. Nobody wants to help somebody that looks tattered, so put on your best clothes, smile. Somebody will say, ah, I want Jack and lunch for him. I will flex. I can't kill myself. Tomorrow is another day. Yeah. Two days you can't do anything about yesterday and tomorrow. Mm. So why worry? Live today. Be the best. Do the best. Help your fellow man. See what nobody wants one slice of bread. Cut it into to give somebody. Because that person, you don't know whether that person ate last night. So when you are complaining, somebody didn't eat last night. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Today's episode is produced and edited by me, Falashade Anozie. Theme song for the show is by Imodu Ayonote. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can stay updated. The podcast is now available on Podbean and remains accessible on AudioMac, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for the SNC Podcast, which is all one word. Also follow us at the SNC podcast, which is still one word on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'll be back in another two weeks with a new episode. Thank you for listening.